Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. All right, welcome back to another episode. Today we have another fun topic that we're going to discuss. Um, today we'll be talking all about cooking, our favorite recipes um, at the moment, and how we survive cooking for ourselves. Um, as you know, Linda and I have recently moved out and are have to survive by ourselves, prepare food for ourselves. And Meng is also in the journey of like cooking, learning to cook Chinese food and cooking for yourself. So there'll be it'll be an interesting topic. But before we get into that, um, let's do our weekly recap. So Linda, how was your week? <laughs> um my week was pretty good. Over the weekend, Em and I went to the Montgomery County Agricultural Fair, which was so cute, so AmeriCorps, America Corps, that kind of thing. Um, it's like the very, I don't know if this is the normal county fair, but they have like champion vegetables and like pickles and like just like little stuff in jars. And there's like competitions for like growing flowers and things like that so it was really fun and M does this thing for like it's called like the motorsports racing or something I feel like I can't even explain it but it's like this game where you like race this little car around and I think I got like really into it because it felt like a sports anime it had like that kind of vibe and like some middle-aged guy was like the rival and (laughs) I don't know I don't know but it was really nice to be at the fair and be outside even though there was a lot of people which was kind of scary um and the other thing is that I'm starting a new comic so this is like the first thing I'm really working on after um my other comics so it was really nice getting to illustrate that and having a story it's really cute so happy to um like get something nice to work on I feel like I don't even think about like work work outside of doing the thing so it's like a new focus and like something to look forward to what prompted you to start this new comic oh Someone contacted me because they saw my old comic and they wanted me Mm. to illustrate a story for them. Mm. What is this one about? I'm not sure I can say. Oh. (laughs) It's proprietary. Well, I guess not, but what is it about? It's like medieval kind of, which is really different because I never really explored that before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm like playing lots of Breath of the Wild to get inspiration yeah a mood board (laughs) that sounds like a fun weekend experience with M. it when you were explaining it it reminds me of when i used to be in ohio for the summer and every Mm -hmm. summer they would have a county fair and it it is exactly like that where like you bring your prize winning vegetables or animals and i don't know a county fair is very wholesome or at least in my mind like nostalgically it's very wholesome so I'm glad you got to experience it. 
Yeah, it makes you want to raise children in Montgomery County. Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my week. Uh, I also had an activity on the weekend. Um, this is the fir- first weekend in a while, or maybe I'm lying, but we didn't see each other this weekend, so it was a little thrown off. But I ended up going to Earth Treks alone on Saturday just because I have the membership and I wanted to get my money's worth. And I felt like climbing, but um, I've never gone by myself climbing in general, like at UMD or at Earth Trek. So I was really nervous about it, but I was like, I literally have no reason not to go. So I went and I went on like possibly the most crowded, stressful day possible um, because I didn't realize it until I got there, but it was Saturday was global climbing day. So they had a bunch of different games and um, activities and there were a lot of little kids and people who were new to climbing. Um, which I'm new to climbing, so it's fine, but it's just like the everywhere was super crowded. And I think without someone else there, like friends, um, I'm not that good at like going up to the routes because for bouldering, mm-hmm. you have to kind of like step up and like claim it basically before someone else does. And I'm not very good at that alone. So I ended up just sitting and watching people climb for a while. And I don't know, it was okay, but I definitely enjoyed doing it with other people because. I think because I'm just starting, I need that encouragement, you know, the little push to like get out there and try something new, especially because I didn't have a project I was working on. So I was kind of just like floating around, but I did end up meeting um, this couple that was really nice. And I complimented um, the girl, no, the wife, they're married. I complimented the wife's outfit and then we got started talking and then the husband was really nice and was trying to like, I guess, encourage me. And he's added me to his climbing group me. So now I have to download group me again, but it was nice <laughs> to know. I don't know. He just, he asked for my number to add me to the group. And I thought it was going to be like a texting group, but it was group me. Um, I haven't had that since like college days, but it was nice to know that it took little effort to make friends. So Perhaps I will try it again, but I think for the foreseeable future, I'm going to try to go with people because mm. it was not discouraging, but it was very stressful for me. And I'm trying to limit my stressors, <laughs> my anxiety inducers. So, you know, one step at a time, but still good experience, I guess. Um, yeah. Besides that work, I've been waiting for this week to be over. I'm like over it even though Same. it's been really busy and it's actually been my one year anniversary at work. So oh. it's kind of wild to think that I've been here for a year. It's gone by like both fast and slow. So do they you do know me? Um, my boss emailed me just saying like, Oh, happy one year. And I talked to my other coworker who started at the same time, but nothing special. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, so it's been very busy. And I feel like as a very reflective person, I'm like, thinking about like where I was a year ago and like how I've changed, how I've stayed the same, that sort of thing. You know, I can't help that. So that's been my mindset um, at work. So I don't know, not a bad week, but also like I'm looking forward to this coming week, this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. You have eight of us to charge with you to yeah. the border. It's going to be eight of us. It's, a lot of it's just so nice to have friends around to like encourage you or like if you can't make it the first time. And also my forearms got super pumped, which in climbing is not mm-hmm. a good thing because they get tired because I realized I wasn't like typically I climb and then someone else climbs and then like we go back and forth. But 
since I had no one else with me, I was just climbing routes like one after the other. And so my forearms got super tired pretty quickly. So it was a good experience to be had. <laughs> it sounds you, really scary, like climbing by yourself. But I'm glad I'm going yeah. with all of you guys. This week. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'll do my updates. So this week, I think similar to Ming, I also met some new people this weekend. So on Saturday, I went to visit my friend, Ankita. Hello, Ankita, if you're listening, <laughs> who <laughs> just entered med school in Baltimore. So I went up there to visit her and some of her other friends were there. So I met her friends and her roommate was super nice. I really want to see her again. She was like so mm. nice and welcoming. And um, what else? Oh, so I'm like gearing up for my pottery, the f- finale of my pottery class the end of the 12 weeks finally and we're scheduling like times to glaze our pots and like put our pots in the kiln so that's my pottery update I guess Lucy <laughs> ceramics will soon be updated <laughs> stay um, tuned yes. stay tuned <laughs> yeah I want to I want to like cap video capture the firing mm. process so I'll probably do some insta stories I think that'll be fun some reels yeah, because we're actually influencer. like putting wood in this kiln and I don't know. It's more interesting than a normal pottery mm-hmm. fire. So it'll be fun. And it's like a one in a lifetime opportunity because where else am I going to find a random like wood kiln ready for me to fire my stuff in? Um, what else? Oh, at my work update. So my mentor has been like doing a really good job of selling his weird office things to me oh, the ergonomic <laughs> yeah stuff? his ergonomic stuff well kind of good job so he recommended that i try this his split keyboard and kneeling chair these are his like <laughs> top recommendations for ergonomics not the split keyboard <laughs> i didn't like the slow keyboard i used it for a week and i like changed it back with my old one and then but the kneeling chair it kind of grew on me at first i was like it's kind of weird and there's so much weight <laughs> that's put on my shins. But mm. after a while, like I can't use it continuously, but if I'm like switching it up with my normal chair, it does feel really nice to sit in the kneeling chair because you're not as cramped. Like when you're normally sitting, mm-hmm. you're like at a right angle and it's like mm-hmm. very not normal for your body. But in the kneeling chair, it's ergonomic and, you know, wide <laughs> angles <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just fun okay. to sit in the kneeling chair. <laughs> so I highly try like the big ball, like the ball. <laughs> I think yeah, like, you know how people sit on like yoga balls. Yeah, it's a similar idea, but they also have a smaller version. It's not like a desk chair, but like a smaller kneeling chair that you can sit on. It's like rocking, so you can just sit that mm. sit on that for everyday life. I don't know, but I highly recommend you to try it out if you're interested <laughs> in ergonomics. <laughs> It sounds like a sponsored update. <laughs> Not sponsored by the kneeling chair. <laughs> Alrighty, so I think Sally gave a pretty good introduction of the episode's topic um, at the top of this episode, but um, basically we're just going to have kind of like a casual, free-flowing conversation about our food and cooking habits and what it's like to live alone for Sally and Linda 
and for me to explore new recipes. Um, I think this is a new time in our lives where we're not reliant on being at school and having a dining plan or cooking with, you know, friends or family. So it'll be kind of nice to talk through it and maybe share some inspiration, some recipes we all like to use. But I think it would be helpful if we like started out saying like how often we cook or how many people we typically cook for, which I assume is one. But um, I guess I can start because I have a different situation than Sally and Linda. I still live at home. So I often cook um, for other people, but not intentionally. Like it's weird because whenever I cook, I'm so into Chinese recipes or um, like Asian recipes. So I don't cook what my mom typically cooks. So whenever I cook, it's like a new kind of trial. Like sometimes my family do like it or sometimes they don't. So the recipes always call for more than one person. So I end up naturally with leftovers, but I'm cooking for myself is my intention. So I think I can still be included in this conversation, (laughs) even though it's slightly different. Um, But maybe you all can discuss what it's like to have leftovers um, later on this episode, because I have people who will eat my leftovers, but it's all on you guys. So I mean, how often do you cook and do you ever share with roommates? Mm, I never share with my current roommate. Back (laughs) when I was with my roommate before, she went pretty often, like when she was trying out a new recipe or she made something that was like really good, she'd be like, here, try some. And she started at first, so I felt like I should reciprocate. So then sometimes I would give her some things that I cooked. I think one time I gave her like my soba noodles. It was like my cooking Mm. is very subpar in comparison to hers because (laughs) I just cook to survive when I'm like in my during like my Monday to Friday days when I'm like working, I don't really do anything fancy. But but now I guess I'm not really that comfortable with my new roommate yet. So haven't really mm. given her my cooking and my cooking isn't really presentable anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm living at home and cooking for myself. But honestly, I don't really even cook that much because my whenever I go home on weekends, my parents always give me a bunch of lunch boxes to mm. bring back. So at least I don't have to cook mm. most of my lunches. And then dinner, I just mm-hmm. like scrap together whatever I have <laughs> and then call it a day. <laughs> but I think it's very different cooking to survive and cooking for fun because like on weekends when I have time, sometimes I do enjoy like experimenting with new recipes and just cooking for mm-hmm. fun. Like when I make the jong, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Linda? Sally, I feel like Among Us, you're like the most like adept at cooking. I don't know, whenever we cook together, you're like taking charge. Yeah, or, like, she always taking takes points. charge. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's like different when we're not like all hanging out and cooking something mm-hmm. for fun and then you're just like cooking to survive. I feel like I get like bursts of cooking for fun if I see like something new I want to try. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know where my next meal is coming from. Like, I don't want to <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Because you get to like kind of plan ahead so you can go shopping. So you have all the ingredients so i think usually i cook like every other day or every two days like a big thing of like carbs and something else and then for like breakfast i just kind of cycle through the same thing like Mm -hmm. for a week straight i think this week i'm eating egg and rice and i put like the seaweed seasoning and sesame oil in it and it's pretty good Mm -hmm. um and it's like really easy to make but it feels nice, like, trying new things without, 
like other people kind of tasting if it fails because I can just mm-hmm. eat the failure and like it's live true. with it and do yeah. better next time. Yeah. No, when you were talking about the planning part, sometimes that really excites me. Like I really mm-hmm. get excited about looking at a new recipe and like thinking of all the ingredients I need to buy and just like mentally preparing for it. But other times it definitely feels like more of, I think we've talked about this before, the mental load. It's just another thing you have to think about, plan ahead. If you don't have that ingredient, you have to like find time to go out and get it. So it depends on the, your mood, right? Whether you enjoy the planning part of it or not at all. Because sometimes I like the planning. It makes me feel like I have something to look forward to after work. Like, oh, I know I'm going to make this new recipe. I have all the ingredients already lined up in my head for it. So it'll be relaxing. I'll put on a podcast and like chop away. But <laughs> other times I'm like scrambling around, like looking in our pantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sally, do you feel like you're cooking stuff from like what your family makes? Or you're trying new things now that you're living alone? Mm. Honestly, when I cook for myself, I have no motivation to do anything. Well, I'll I'll get like sudden bursts of inspiration. Like today, suddenly I was like, I should make a steak today because I went to Aldi and I saw steak. steak. (laughs) And like, that's usually how I grocery shop too. Like when I see something interesting, I'm like, that's what I'm having tonight. Mm -hmm. But I don't really plan Mm -hmm. in advance. So I don't really plan out my ingredients so that I can cook what my parents cook at home. I usually just mm. see what I have already on hand or if I'm shopping that day, then I see what I'm in the mood for. But yeah, I'm not that good at planning. So <laughs> my cooking is not that great. Um, mm. But so it sounds I do, like none of us are meal preppers. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, I just like make enough for the meal that I'm making now and the next day if I need to bring a lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, I do do like the simple things that my parents do, like uh tomato and egg um mm-hmm. steamed egg that's pretty good too it's very simple mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know the crying in h mart part where she was talking about how her family doesn't meal prep because like they love eating and trying new things so the the thought of eating the same thing for like days and days is just like discouraging yeah i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like i can't make enough or like what if it all turns out bad? Yeah, I can't For do meal such a big yeah. meal prep. Yeah, I Sometimes I feel differently. Like I'm completely happy with eating the same thing every, day in and day out. Like I don't mind that. It never becomes really boring to me. But it's like the factor of having to make that huge quantity of it, I think is what prevents me. But I'm perfectly fine. Like I'm still working on that TikTok salad that I made maybe on <laughs> Sunday. Sunday mm-hmm. maybe. So I've had it for like breakfast, lunch, oh and my gosh. How much did you make? <laughs> it, it called for a lot because um, I had a lot of kale. So I just I made a huge batch of it. But I'm also not like, like I don't know about your family, but in um, like my, I guess, white Western family, it's like very common to have a very specific breakfast meal. Like I wouldn't have steak for breakfast or a salad for breakfast, but since I kind of just cook for myself now, I'm moving away from that and I'll just eat whatever I want. I'll eat dinner leftovers for breakfast or like, it's not that big of a deal to me that it has to be breakfast specific foods. So that frees me up to like use a lot of leftovers. Yeah, And I think, sorry, Sally, you have like a different perspective additionally because you have to take lunch out. Like Linda and I, work from home so if i'm just feeling hungry i'll get up and like make something right then but like Mm -hmm. i think that's different yeah well we do our cafeteria is open now so if i really like don't have a lunch 
we can eat at the cafeteria, which is actually like their food is pretty nice. You can get like sandwiches and burgers mm-hmm. there. Um, but oh. I try not to eat out. Honestly, the whole last year with COVID, I didn't. I think I only ate out and not. I didn't cook for myself like a few times. Um, I cook like ninety nine percent of my meals at home. I don't know why because I could have just eaten out. But I think it's just like a thing that my mom like raised me with, like not to eat mm-hmm. out too often because it's not healthy and put a lot of oils, fats, or whatever into <laughs> outside cooking. So, but now that I'm living alone, I do like break some of my mom's rules, I guess. Like mm-hmm. she hates anything that has like pork belly because it's really like gr- greasy and fatty. But I mean, I live right next to an H Mart and they always have pork belly for <laughs> sale. <laughs> so it's really easy. Just like fry it up on a pan and it's really good mm-hmm. with like rice or I don't know, in a wrap, in a lettuce wrap. Mm-hmm. Um so like stuff that she would never make for me because it's like not healthy. I would make for myself or I would like break rules. Like you said, like for breakfast and stuff, I would have typically we never have like mac and cheese as a <laughs> real meal, but I would just make that <laughs> for dinner. And then I yes. told my mom the other day and she was very disappointed. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I have the kind of the same rules, like. I think I saw this TikTok where it was like when your house is all ingredients and no snacks, it's like an mm-hmm. all-ingredient household. And then I realized I'm making an all-ingredient household for myself. Mm-hmm. Like every time I go out and buy stuff, it's just like produce mm-hmm. and like ingredients. Like Yeah. Yeah. I've stopped buying snacks too because I just don't have time to make snacks between cooking my meals and like going to work. I don't know. <laughs> The thing that you mentioned, though, about how you buy pork belly just because you see it, it honestly is the joy of cooking that I've found. Because before this, I hated to cook. Like, even before, I guess in college, we didn't have to while we were on the meal plan. So I just got really used to that. But I just hated the idea of having to think of a meal, cook it, and then clean up after myself. So I was never that into it. But recently, I think the fact that I have a very stable salary and I have... I'm pretty comfortable right now because I'm not paying rent or anything like that. So if I see something like, like I haven't bought pork belly, but for example, I'll see like some kind of meat or a recipe that calls for something that's kind of pricey. I'm like, oh, I have the money. Like mm-hmm. I can buy this and I can make it. Like I'm no longer on the whim of what my mom wants to buy at the grocery yeah. store. Like I can mm-hmm. put things in the cart that I'm willing to pay for mm-hmm. and cook. So it's very freeing to be able to like, oh, I can try this even though I'm spending my own money, like I have that freedom to do so, which is nice. Yeah, it's mm, nice. That is nice. Like whenever I get scallops or like a fish thing, because those are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Linda, have you break, broken broken any of your parents' cooking rules since you've been away from home? I don't know about cooking rules, but I'm like making different things and I'm like trying out their recipes with like something else. Like for making tea eggs, my mom used to make it like a specific way. But now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try something else. And I'm realizing how hard it is to make (laughs) everything, like especially with the seasonings. I felt like hot shit when I went to Yes Organic and got like the bulk things of like star anise and like cumin seeds and like the weird spices that aren't usually like I think about. Mm -hmm. But 
it feels nice when I can like bring something home. Like, oh my god, Ming, when I brought that like weird kanji. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your mom was like, let's try this. <laughs> yeah. And then and then she was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> is it even kanji? Um but it was still good. Yeah, it was good. She said it was good too when she like diluted it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like obsessed with making the kanji for a while. Mm-hmm. You mentioned recipes. Like, what are your go-to recipes for like when you're not trying to think that hard but like something that's still interesting to eat maybe we can share some mm, I oh have... sally remember when we were like determined oh sorry. wait go ahead determined to make <laughs> tomato and egg when we were in the dorms oh. that's like a recipe <laughs> yeah i think of yeah. that like unites mm-hmm. us a little bit the that's go-to. why I sally was like passionate about cooking because she was like we had to get these raw tomato slices and these like <laughs> from the diner to <laughs> we took all the ingredients from the diner yeah, like smuggled it out in like borrowed pans from the front desk. <laughs> that was such a mm. hassle. Just to make that is a good recipe. Egg. It was good. Though. Yeah, that's so. definitely a go-to. It's definitely whenever I had mm-hmm. tomatoes, and that's what I make with them. I like don't use my tomatoes for anything else. <laughs> it's like auto track. Tomato equals yeah. tomato and egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, another one that is pretty easy is just curry. And I found mm-hmm. recently that I can like curry can be spiced up in different ways. So I get the, like the Japanese curry blocks and yeah. like put, mm-hmm. I don't know, like onion, chicken and potatoes in there. And um, you can put it over rice. You can mix it up with udon. And lately, um, because I've been watching a lot of YouTubers who eat at these Hong Kong cafes and they sell it's like satay beef ramen noodles. It looks. It sounds really good, but I don't have satay beef stuff, so I just put curry in my ramen noodles. It, like, so di- I diluted mm. a little bit with the ramen noodle base, and it's pretty good. It's like I think it's pretty similar to what they eat at the Hong Kong cafes. As you can see, I'm it kind of craving good. Hong Kong food, <laughs> but um, another like I also make udon a lot pretty regularly because you can just make it you can either put like soy sauce or sesame oil and like mix it up and eat it kind of dry without the soup or you could make it with the soup i just add like miso paste to make the soup based or the red sauce the red korean sauce if i want to make it spicy and add like fish cakes to it and vegetables and you have udon so like easy Mm -hmm. things to make yeah, I really like um, cooking with tofu because I feel like meat is still a little intimidating to me. Like I can do chicken and beef, but I'm like still cautious, especially if I know I'm only cooking this recipe for myself. Um, I'll do some like a quick block of tofu and either like air fry it or stir fry it. Stir fries are like my go-to typically when I don't know what else to make because you get like your dose of vegetables your uh, meat and then whatever carb like rice mm. or the udon or something yeah. like that so that is really what i'll subsist on for several days because when you at least when i make it i put like all the ingredients i have so that it'll last me for like breakfast lunch and dinner for <laughs> like a, a few more days and because there's so many ingredients i never get tired of it mm. yeah that's, and that's something though, my mom will eat so my parents yeah. make stir fry a lot at home like whenever they make bell peppers or i don't know something they always stir fry it with like a veggie and a meat mm-hmm. and eat that i eat that so much at home that i don't feel like making it for myself because mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. really tired of it 
<laughs> I only make things that I'm like happy to eat. <laughs> I mean, that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, Linda, do you have any recipes that are your go-to besides tomato and egg? Mm, this isn't my go-to, but I have like a moment of passion where I made like broth or like what is it like stock or something? But mm-hmm. it's like with the shiitake mushroom, so you don't get like the veggie broth or whatever from the store you can make your own it's like shiitake mushroom and like kombu like the seaweed and that was really good i was like wow and <laughs> you can put it in you can make oh what is that tofu korean thing uh so sundubu? Sundubu? Yeah, mm. yeah so you can make it with that and i recently made curry a lot like sally but i have a, a little jar of like the thai curry like red mm. like paste That's thing the best and then you thing. use a little bit yeah yeah, with like coconut milk and it makes a lot. And like me, you brought up nutrition, which I'm like, oh, I got to think about that. Like, <laughs> got to eat vegetables. It's like hard because I feel like I eat the same like four vegetables, mm-hmm. which is like spinach, bok choy, peppers, and carrots and like mm-hmm. something else. And I only buy, I like, I only buy Chinese vegetables. Well, I just bought a spring mix because then you start eating like other vegetables. But when I go <laughs> to grocery Chinese shopping, vegetables? I only buy, um, it's called yu choy, but choy sum in Cantonese. It's kind of like Chinese broccoli, but like the smaller, the thinner version. <gasps> Broccolini? No, Chinese <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> like the leafy oh, ones. <laughs> I only buy that because it's like easy. You can just throw it into noodles and mm. I don't know. I don't need to think about how to prepare. That is a good thing about having like predictable produce because I'm the same way. Like um, my mom, basically, so we go grocery shopping together and I'm the one that typically puts together our list in terms of like produce. So I always get like the same like broccoli, bok choy, sometimes spinach and green beans. And that's all that's on the list. And so we get it boom, boom, boom. And then we're like done. But it makes it easy because you know that you typically have it in the fridge so then you can like build recipes off of that at least for me i try to be adventurous sometimes but then a lot of times the like the kale if i didn't use it for the salad i bet you it would just sat there and like <laughs> like yeah rotted like i'm not mm. good at like trying to incorporate new ingredients unless i have a recipe already in mind i mean i just associate you with string beans and corn for some reason <laughs> typically cook corn on my own i'll make my sister or my mom cook it i just i don't want to have to deal with all that but yes i love string beans and bok choy so i could live off of that yeah, I mean, you like vegetables Put some bok choy so much. on rice now every time we're like going out you always want to buy you want to always want to order a vegetable which is i mean it's a good trait <laughs> but i always forget about vegetables bring the vegetable to hot pot it's like a palate cleanser like you get a bit of texture when it's crunchy because I'm still getting like tofu. As you all know, I used to like not like because of the, the the texture. And I think meat in a similar way can sometimes, depending on how it's cooked, can have a weird texture for me. But vegetables are so reliable, you know, you always got the crunch or the crisp. So, mm, But I feel like a failure when it like sits in the fridge for a long time yeah, and yeah. I like don't use it because I feel like I look back the next second and it's like all limp. I'm like. I just got this yesterday, <laughs> but it was like several days and that's ago. That's when you throw it in the stir fry and just like mix it all together. No, yeah. <laughs> no sometimes Actually, my vegetables seen... turn yellow, and I don't think you can save that. Oh, oh yeah, I don't know that's about yellow, much. but yeah, 
I was gonna say seeing my vegetables wilt a little bit it honestly is what motivates me to like cook something new because I'm like oh, I gotta use it I gotta use it up so I'll like force myself that day to cook something even though I, if I wasn't planning to but mm-hmm. yeah I mean you have so many herbs though do you use them for cooking like your rosemary and stuff honestly not as often as on I think we just have them for aesthetics but because <laughs> we use them occasionally like we'll put rosemary in our eggs or which is really good or um sometimes we'll do a homemade pizza so we'll use the basil Ooh. rosemary um but really that's why i kept giving you like cuttings because it grows faster than we use it so it's nice to have on hand and having the scallions or green onions growing was a really good hack so maybe we can get into tips and hacks but um yeah, that made me want to use it more, just having my own little pot instead of having to constantly buy it. Mm-hmm. Ming, when did you start cooking for yourself? Because like, I'm pretty sure your mom used to cook for your whole family, right? Yeah. Um, I think definitely after college. Because um, before college, when I was still in high school, it was her who was cooking. Yeah. And we just ate whatever. And I was still very intimidated by the idea of uh, cooking for myself or my family and also trying... Um, like Chinese recipes because we didn't have any of the ingredients. So it would, I would have to ask my mom to buy it. And she's never been to like an international or an Asian market. So that was kind of out of the question. So after college, when I had the money and I had the time to like go to HMart, I was like, I might as well. And then she doesn't really like cooking at all. Like she hasn't told me this, but she does not like to cook and do the aftermath of it. So it was kind of me like, oh, I want to try this recipe. And she's like, oh, go ahead. Like, <laughs> if I don't have to cook, you can go ahead mm-hmm. and do it. So it started being me that would be the one that was planning the meals. And oftentimes it was like a Chinese or um, Asian dish. So that's kind of how I got into it, I guess. And, you know, we have some shared um, food guides, food influencers question mark that (laughs) i've like picked up during quarantine that has really helped me in my journey (laughs) shout out shout out to me go ahead (laughs) (laughs) let me explain them yeah i think i first found them actually all the way back in february when they were just starting to get big but Mm -hmm. they i found them because i was looking up how to make taro cake because we wanted to make taro cake for the new year and yeah, I was like really surprised. Well, first of all, I was, I really liked how they were like a family run thing and how the dad spoke in Cantonese to his son who's behind the camera mm. filming his dad cooking. And yeah, he's just, the dad is just so like good at explaining how to do things. And if I were to ask my, well, first of all, my mom doesn't really cook that much. Like she's not a, like one of those cooking moms that make, yeah. make all these pastries <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, my my aunts are like that. They can do everything. They can make like any kind of Chinese. Like, you have a cooking snacks. dad, Sally. Yeah, I have a cooking dad, but he doesn't do like snacks or anything. He just does mm. like food for sustenance. <laughs> or like he does like fancy dinners too, but he doesn't really do like little things. So we have to learn from outside source. <laughs> yeah. And that source was made with Lao, I guess. So I really like how the the son is always asking the dad questions like kind of stupid questions but also yeah. it's nice that to have someone to ask those questions in case you were also thinking it and then his dad always answers him in an exasperated tone and be like son <laughs> i've told you this so many times <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they're really good at um like 
all types of Chinese cooking. They have, they do a lot of, I really like um, following their like seasonal recipes, like things that you would make for like an occasion. So I mentioned this before, but I was making zhong or zhongzi, which is um, Chinese, what is like bamboo dumpling. I don't know what the English translation is, but <laughs> it's like boat festival. Yeah, yeah. The thing for the boat festival where you wrap like rice and like in other ingredients in a bamboo leaf and then steam it or boil it. And yeah, that was really fun. Cause you usually make that for the dragon boat festival. And I was a little late, but I made it over the summer and it was a whole process because you have to prepare in advance several days in advance, actually several months in advance or one month in advance if you want to make the salted eggs yourself. So I made the salted eggs a month in advance and then I soaked the bamboo leaves a night before, two nights before or one night before. And then the next day prepared the ingredients, soaked the stuff that I need to soak, like marinated the meats. And then you started wrapping mm. it and then you have to boil it for like several hours. So it's like a whole process, but I think it's a fun family activity. Stuff like making dumplings mm-hmm. too, when it's like a whole yeah. thing everyone can participate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those kind of recipes like that and dumplings is very much, um, at least in my mind, like a, a friend or a family thing because to do it alone like the one time i made dumplings alone it was a lot it was a lot of work and you end up just with a lot of dumplings so mm-hmm. either you freeze them and give them away or you like eat them yourself but yeah, very tasty yeah it's a very communal thing which mm-hmm. i appreciate um about those types of recipes because i feel like often at least in my family uh we're so like go 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 or like my sister is busy with school. I'm busy with work. And like, we don't do communal cooking really, or the recipes aren't conducive for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a nice to experience that. Yeah. When you guys wanted to come to my house at 10 a.m. to make <laughs> yes. It's a ritual at this point. <laughs> yeah. Or we go to Hot Pot or Sally's for mm-hmm. Hot Pot and go to my house for to make dumplings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Ming? Do you want to talk about your other influences? Oh, yes. Um, besides Made with Lao, which Sally and I coincidentally found on our own <laughs> around the same time, though. But we didn't bring it up until, I don't know, in the summer. We're like, you know Made with Lao? <laughs> oh, Rumi Kimchi. I think. Yeah, it was yeah. like, whoa. But yeah, I like theirs because they have a nice video. And I think the end scene when they're like eating together as a family is really cute. Mm, but yeah. since it's in Cantonese, I always have to pay like really close attention to it so i can't be like watching something else while following the recipe so i like um walks of life is another chinese american family that um, has a bunch of recipes on their blog and i think they um yeah they make like all sorts of different um regional cuisines but i really found them because they have a list of all the basic chinese Um, ingredients that you might need and it's basically like a dictionary where they have a photo of it they define it define how you might use it and then like have links to like where you can buy it so Mm -hmm. for me um the fact that i like hadn't grown up with these different um sauces or spices it was really helpful just as as a basic starting guide of like oh i need this but i don't need this um so i kind of looked to them as like my cooking chinese bible yeah they're literally like an encyclopedia of chinese cooking. yeah, they yeah. Have so much and information. It's, it's just so helpful and they're very clear about it so like even if you have no background of it like i do, did 
it's like easy introduction. And I found, I heard from them, an insider, that uh, they're making a cookbook. So I'm super excited Finally. to like have a physical oh. copy. And I kind of went through like a very short phase where like I was buying some cookbooks here and there because I was into cooking and I also like the idea of passing it on to my kids or using it in the future, like when I'm actually moved out or like living with someone. And it's just a, such a nice idea because I don't know about your family, but um, my grandma has cookbooks that has been that have been passed down from like my great grandma. And it's a very treasured thing in our house, even though my mom doesn't really cook. So we don't look at it that often, but it's still like the idea of like passing those recipes on, which is really mm -hmm. nice. but. I don't have that for Chinese cooking, so I guess their cookbooks will be my like my passing on. But yeah. do your family have that, or do they pass it orally or like in a book? Oral, oral. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get into buying cookbooks too, like you, Ming. I think my okay. first one was like when we went to the comic um, expo thing. Oh yeah, and I got a cook like a comic cookbook from this Korean lady mm. and she it was so cute and she has like little like snippets of like a little short comic panel too sometimes in front of the recipe and then she has like these cute little illustrations and then I also got a Taiwanese cookbook when I think I think I was inspired by ECC like one of the people there I got mm -hmm. Kathy Airways mm -hmm. Taiwan cooking cookbook the cookbooks are always so pretty too. Yeah. So it it's like it's good inspo. It's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good coffee table yeah. book too. <laughs> mm -hmm. what I mean? like and things make cooking looks cute. Mm -hmm. Like Lisa Tea or like those other like very aesthetic things. Cause mm -hmm. I guess you like in the mood, like get them motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think you'll um just have your family's recipe recipes memorized for like the future or for your kids or I guess you can always refer to them while they're still around and like have them help you. But I'm always amazed like when my grandma can cook a hundred different recipes just from her own mind. She'll like pull mm -hmm. it out and be like, oh, yes, I remember what I can do with this ingredient. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like this raw piece of something. It's it's impressive because um, I guess people her age were raised to be like women are in the home and they cook. So that mm -hmm. was their like main priority to learn recipes. But for us, you know, boss women, like, <laughs> career women, you know, as my grandma likes to call me, we don't have that impressed upon us anymore. Or at least I don't, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for my mom, it's like, she couldn't find what she wanted to eat here. So she had to like, take it upon herself to make things. So stuff like scallion pancakes. Mm. And I feel like the one thing I... I have to pass down and make is making dumpling skins because mm -hmm. she trained me from a very young age to make them by hand. And I kind of felt like a child servant when I was like <laughs> super young, like grinding like peppers by hand. It was like a lot of rolling pin stuff for some reason. But I'm like, that is the one thing I know how to do that's like vaguely impressive in like Asian family standards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh man, now that you said scallion pancakes, I feel like I need to make a batch soon. <laughs> Ooh. yeah that's another like yeah <laughs> yeah i really like making scallion pancakes because you can make a batch and freeze them like what freeze them raw mm. and then you'll just have them on hand ready at any moment for the rest of, until you eat them all but <laughs> yeah mm. oh i wanted to talk about your first because we were talking about like 
cooking alone or for you all moving out, what was the experience like going to grocery shopping alone? Like, I don't know if you did this while you were at home, but the first time when it's solely up to you to like plan and find the ingredients that you want, were you like intimidated by it or I don't know, <laughs> were, was it a nerve wracking experience at all? Because going to H Mart alone for the first time was, I was so nervous. <laughs> I'm gonna ordering the fish from like those guys. Oh, I was um, so scared. <laughs> I would not do that yet. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, I think grocery shopping wasn't too bad for me. Maybe because I grew up, my mom always dragged me out to go grocery shopping. And I honestly hate grocery shopping, especially when my mom mm-hmm. drags me out. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit more okay <laughs> with grocery shopping when it's by myself because I can leave whenever I want to. But my mom, like, has... <laughs> she spends so much time in the store just looking around. Yeah. Um, but one thing, I guess one similar experience to, like, getting the fish is one time I went to... It's called The Great Wall in Rockville. And they have um, a butcher station where you can get... You can get uh, roast pork or, like, roast duck. It's, like, traditionally... Like they have that in Asia too, and they like chop it off of the block for you. So you have to tell them like how much you want. And you have to interact with the person butchering the meats. Oh, wow. So that was kind of scary for me, but I went I made it through and the lady started talking to me and like asking me where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's like like talking to the people and asking them like to prepare your meats or your fish. That's like the introduction to being adults in the grocery shop yeah (laughs) that stresses me out just thinking about it that is why i'll stick to my tofu for now (laughs) because i feel like yeah since i didn't grow up going to i don't know h marts or asian markets it's the first time i went i was like just super intimidated by all the different labels and different options even with produce like you said sally there's so many different like broccoli types or bok choy types it was Mm -hmm. like trying to remember which one that we always get together and then i think when i went i was specifically shopping for dumpling supplies so i was trying to remember what ingredients we put in the dumplings and it's like nerve-wracking i guess to be alone and like having to trying to figure out without relying on someone so it was a good experience though i think i think that's like your step towards becoming an adult or like an independent adult is like being able to you know shop and like feed yourself Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah also my dad would eat my leftovers at home and now i have to eat my own (laughs) (laughs) leftovers and be responsible for everything oh Ming, that was when you ran that napa cabbage to my house (laughs) Because, like, I'm not going to be able to use this Napa cabbage in time. The only thing I know what to do with it is dumplings. Like, what else do you do with a Napa cabbage? You can stir fry, I think. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but it was, like, those cabbages are huge, and I had only used half for, like, two dozen dumplings. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of it. So it was nice to be able to go to Linda's. (laughs) No, I still have some frozen. (laughs) Yeah, it's huge. I feel like I go to the grocery store like way too often because I just buy enough for like the next two meals because I can't think mm. that far ahead. And also, it's nice living where I am because I can just walk to Safeway or Yes mm-hmm. Organic and it's like NBD. It's kind of nice to go like in the middle of the day when <laughs> <laughs> no one's there. <laughs> no, sometimes. True, when... it... Oh, go ahead. 
<laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> I was just gonna say sometimes when I need to like, I'm like I need to exercise or like go, I need to go on a walk. I just walk to H Mart because it's like a 15 minute <laughs> walk from my house. Mm-hmm. And then I have to come back and carry stuff, but that's also cardio, I guess, <laughs> or training. <laughs> I don't know, weight training. Yeah, you two have um, nice grocery stores pretty close by to you. Um, I don't think Bellsville. You have to drive to all of them. But something we started to go into. I don't know if you've ever been, Linda, but there's a farmers market stand. Spicknells, do you remember? Um, oh. It's like down the road. You have to drive to it. But it's we've like been by going the church, kind of maybe uh sure yes but it was it's very nice because we've been going like a few weekends in a row and i get to like select my produce and like see what's in season because i had this idea of oh i was gonna make some strawberry cake and then there was no strawberry so i was like okay i guess i have to do what nature tells me and i got blueberries (laughs) instead but it reminds me of like when my grandma and i would go in ohio we would go to like farmers markets and stands and see whatever like is in season and it just feels very natural i don't know the best way to say that but (laughs) it feels like i'm eating what i'm supposed to be eating for this time Mm. which is a good feeling to me that's nice i feel like the in-season thing yeah yeah i I read this book about how like when you're eating things that aren't in season like they well first of all the people the farmers or whatever are picking them when they're not ripe and before they're ripe Mm. they have like all these toxins in them because they're trying to prevent animals from eating them prematurely, I guess. So when you're eating like things off season, they have more, it's not as healthy. So I guess it's more intuitive to eat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like, why would I spend like, I don't know, five or six, a lot of money on like off season strawberries in like giant when Mm -hmm. I could just go to the farmer's market and get the blueberries that are in season. It just makes a lot more sense. And I guess, again, now that I have that financial freedom in a way, I can spend more money for a local like farmer's market versus, I don't know, the cheaper foods out there. But yeah, I I enjoy it. It's like something I look forward to on the weekends now. (laughs) But they don't have bok choy in our area, homegrown. So I get like broccoli. I was so sad when I tried growing my own and they all like, they got died. like, damn. Yeah, they died. Yeah. Have we, what have we successfully grown from scraps or seed? I don't think I've grown anything from I seed. I have but. grown my avocados from the seed, oh. but they're oh. still, they're not like fully formed trees. Like they can't produce avocados yet, but, yeah. <laughs> but they have, I have a pretty big, actually three of them, pretty big avocado plants that I propagated from the seed. Finally, I was inspired by mm. Wall <laughs> because he's always propagating <laughs> his avocados. And then I also tried to do it for my mango seed, but I don't know what happened to mm. it, but it died after sprouting. <laughs> I mean, maybe the avocado tree will bear you fruit in a few years. Maybe. Oh, another thing that my parents did. Um, so I bought Thai chili peppers from H Mart and I gave them to them. And then they really liked it because it was spicy, unlike like regular hot peppers that you buy from American stores. So they went to propagate it and they just, my dad just threw some seeds in some soil and they sprouted. And then now they're wow. like a fully formed plants and there's like, new peppers growing out of it so that's exciting that's impressive yeah anytime you grow from seed i'm like it's kind of a superpower yeah it sounds like so intimidating but once you actually do it it's Uh not that hard 
I mean, I guess that's what seeds want to do, right? Yeah. That, like that's the whole purpose in life is to grow. Life cycle. <laughs> but yeah, I've been really into, like I said before, the the scallions, the chives. I don't, I'm not sure what they are actually. I bought them from H Mart, and then I just planted them like in a pot of dirt, and now they keep scallions. like growing. Okay, scallions. Even when I cut them, I love to see when they bounce back and have mm. more for me to cut. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, it is providing for me. <laughs> Which is a, I don't know. It's a fun feeling. But um, I've been growing some tomatoes and bell peppers on my deck. Which is also nice to have on hand. Even if they aren't as pretty as the grocery store ones. It's like, I grew this. Mm-hmm. It is mine. Yeah, I feel like homegrown tomatoes taste better from than grocery store ones. They're just sweeter and they have mm-hmm. more flavor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the smell of tomatoes. Yeah. Have you ever like smelled like the plant? It's just <laughs> it reminds me of summer of like fresh. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like a candle like that, like tomato scented. Tomato candle. scented. Just like smell <laughs> some ketchup. Okay, but ketchup is the artificial, like sugared up tomato. I want the like the viney green (laughs) tomato. (laughs) Linda, have you successfully or tried growing stuff? Not from seeds. I feel like I'm too impatient. Um, But I have like two basil plants. I think they're two different basils. Like one is like Italian, one is like Thai or something. Mm -hmm. But I just put them all whenever (laughs) I make pasta or like curry. And it's like feels so nice to put it like on top, like a garnish. <laughs> a garnish. I'm super into like garnish, like garnishing like random stuff with like cheese or like mm, yeah. herbs. I don't know. It's like my the little stuff that makes like you enjoy that. it. Yeah. yeah, she has like the special salt that she's like. This is my finishing salt. <laughs> it's salt like and Himalayan salt or something. Sprinkle it. I'm like, girl, we don't need more salt on this. But <laughs> I like to do the cut up scallions on top of like. Um, like tomato and egg that's a thing that walks of life does to add color and like a different flavor so i'll like take my little scissors and like cut them into little flakes Ooh, i like how you do my scissors i also like smashing yeah. the garlic with my cleaver because it makes i don't know it makes a flavor come out i mm-hmm. guess yeah no actually yes. and like rolling your citrus before you cut it i learned is really good or before mm-hmm. juicing it um mm-hmm. my- your massage sorry <laughs> massage. <laughs> Your scallion massage. Essential um, scallion massage. Yes, for dumplings. <laughs> Give us a step-by-step. Okay, so this is something my dad learned from like a little book, which I don't know where he got this book from, but I've never seen this technique anywhere else. But basically, to get the scallion juice flowing and into your dumpling meat, you have to... Well, first you smack the scallion with your cleaver a few times to get them like loose loosened i don't know and then um get like a little bit of water on top of your scallions and then you just massage it like squeeze mm, it just like hands. squeezing the life out of it <laughs> it literally gets so juicy it gets like very slimy and green and yeah. juicy and then you just plop it into your dumpling meat and gets all that oh you also put ginger in when you massage it together and mm. then you get the ginger and scallion juice together and put it in your meat to flavor it <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if it really makes a difference. I haven't like compared with and without <laughs> doing that. I mean, if Steven says so, we must do as yeah. he says. <laughs> <laughs> cooking, the cooking dad. But uh, when you were mentioning like the cleaver, I started thinking of like all the tools that you used to cook. And I think that's also why I enjoy going to Linda's house because your mom, Linda, 
I can always chat with her about her newest walk. Like when I went over, she was like, let me show you my walk. <laughs> was showing me how big it was. And it's like something easy that I can talk to her about. We've said this before in other episodes, but like food is like a very good common denominator. So we just talk about like the the recent, I don't know, recipe I made or like whatever tool she's using. And she's like, Ming, eat this, eat that. <laughs> and I'm just like a baby bird accepting it. Like I'll eat anything at her house. You're still, you're still like too scared to use the, the cleaver though. You always well, ask for the little knife. Yeah, because I'm like, it's so big i don't want to look like a fool like slipping and sliding with it but perhaps one day i'll have my own cleaver mm, i like cleavers because of their weight it feels like i'm holding yeah, something substantial easy to, like, yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> are we moving on to like advice or hacks or something do we have hacks do you have any hacks sally me you have hacks I've heard that you're supposed to stick your scallions in water. It supposedly prolongs their shelf life, refrigerator life. But I don't know if it actually works because I've done that to my... Every time (laughs) I do that to my parents' scallions, they're like, this is useless. They're just going to wilt anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys do that? (laughs) No, I dry them out. Oh. Sometimes I'll do them in water, mm-hmm. like, um, or if I'm trying to get the roots to come out so I can plant them, I'll put them in water first. And that'll encourage some growth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for drying out, my parents told me that when you buy like leafy greens, like the Asian leafy greens, well, probably any kind of leafy greens too, um, you're supposed to dry them out. Well, if you dry them out, they'll last longer because the water kind of makes them bolt faster. I don't do that, though, mm. because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is stuff I should be paying attention to because that's my problem that my, my leaves yeah. always give yeah, out. Yeah, if you dry them fully mm. and then put it in the refrigerator, it should last longer. That does make sense. Do you have other hacks? Mm, I'm like really scanning my brain. <laughs> I yeah, I think the cooking alone and like eating alone thing was like a struggle because we've always kind of like cooked together. Mm. Or like eating with someone else. So I'm like, I don't want to make something elaborate because it feels sad to eat it yeah. by myself. But now I'm like, I have a Netflix. I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> yeah, this that yeah. I made for myself, mm-hmm. and it feels like more peaceful. Even though it is fun to cook with everybody, it's nice to kind of figure things out on your own and mm-hmm. make something nice for yeah. once. Sometimes but I, but- I am looking forward to when we. If we do, <laughs> when we live together, all together, and then we can cook for each other. Like, mm. I have a lot of recipes that I want to try cooking, like, on my own, like, without my parents, but for other people that I wouldn't mm-hmm. make for just myself. Like, for example, I really try, I really want to try making that sanbeiji, it has, like, soy sauce, yes. um, sesame yes. oil, and I will be your wine. test. Yeah, I really want to make that for yeah. you guys, or, like, steaming a whole fish for you guys. Like, that would be really fun. Oh. But it's not something I would make for just myself. I think that's the like, yeah. that's appealing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, you can make it for us now and just like, we can have a sleepover. You can cook yeah, for us. Yeah, come over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Linda, like you were saying about cooking alone. I actually had a whole conversation with my coworker about this because we're both kind of very anxious people and um, get into our heads a lot. And so we were talking about how we both enjoy like the repetitiveness of just like chopping a vegetable um, 
like sitting with your cutting board and maybe listening to something or maybe not, but like just the action of it is very soothing. And like washing dishes, I actually find very soothing to clean. So when we do live together, you know, I I can wash your dishes. I can help out with that. But I honestly like the prep work of cooking more than the actual cooking because when things are like bubbling and it's like spurting, I'm like, oh my God, I have like limited time to like do something to this or it might burn. But like the mm. prep work of just like preparing all my ingredients and like lining them up. I, oh, I love lining them up. And I, I think, hate yeah. when I have like multiple pots at once and they're like all like <laughs> screaming for attention. <laughs> yeah. I think like, we're made for over. each other because I hate the prep work and I hate cleaning my dishes. Huh? So I will do oh, perfect. the cooking part. I'll handle all four pots at once. <laughs> Yes, I'm the sous chef. You are the main head chef. But yeah, I, I'm fine with doing that because it's nice to like, I don't know, know that all I have to do is focus on the cutting this tomato and everything will be fine once I cut the tomato. Mm. Yeah, sometimes the bitch work is the nice, yeah. nicest part. <laughs> but when you're alone, I guess you don't have, you have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes to minimize the work I have to do in the future, I just cut everything i want like if i have an onion i'll cut up like the whole onion so later on i just have to mm. take the cut onion to and put it in so yeah actually minimize. i do that with garlic mm-hmm. sometimes yeah my family does it with garlic we have like a whole garlic mincing session <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while my mom will buy so like two, yeah she'll buy like two sleeves of garlic and we'll peel and like mince it well we use the food processor for mincing but we'll peel all the garlic in one sitting, so we don't have to do it every time. It makes it so oh, easy because you know you're gonna use it. Yeah. I broke a rule and I bought minced garlic the other day. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I get so irritated peeling yeah. mm-hmm. the garlic, especially when I need it fast and like I put the oil there to like oh my god, the most I'm like, <laughs> the skin is like not coming off. <laughs> that is literally the most stressful thing when you preheated your pan with oil too early and it's like starting to pop and mm. you're like, I haven't cut the garlic yet. <laughs> I gotta cut it. It's like a mad dash because um, I hate when like the oil starts smoking. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I get too far ahead of myself. Well, that was a fun episode talking about one of our favorite subjects, which is food. I remember we've done quite a few episodes on this, such as like what we ate in Taiwan, um, meals that we cooked together, things like that. So it's always a good time to discuss food and get into it and i think we're moving on to a new stage a new season of life so there's exciting things such as trying new recipes going to the store and like confronting the people by yourself um so it's nice that we get to share different experiences with each other if you are living alone for the first time or cooking for yourself we have moments where we feel like fools or don't know what we're doing and also moments that are very rewarding um yeah and if you like this episode make sure to rate and review us on apple podcasts and you can find us on instagram at moving along pod and check out our medium blog for all of our bonus contents you can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com until next time Bye.